0: Hi everyone, donut. Oh, no, yeah, hold on. That's that's the wrong fucking podcast. Uh, that's the unsubscribed podcast. But um, hi everybody. This is the unqualified podcast by not by two not so popular people talking about Masters of the Air. Uh, a little couple things. One, we're a day late because we were watching the Super Bowl yesterday. If how you ever feel about that game, I thought wanted both teams to lose. How about yourself, Kevin?
1: Um. I, I am just still stunned that there's people out there that says Brock Purdy is not a top-tier quarterback.
0: Yeah, well, that's enough sports for us for today, since this is going to be about a TV show, mm-hmm. and to be specific, a historical TV show. Uh, Masters of the Air, Episode 4. Uh, it, it was an episode. I I have some gripes about it, but it was a necessary episode, in my opinion.
1: Necessary episode, yes, uh, but probably the worst way they could have executed it. Maybe not the worst yeah. way, but definitely was not their best execution of an episode so
0: far. Yeah, so far, um, I did. As the story goes, it's after the uh, the Mercut uh, bombing mission. I think is what the the bombing mission was called. Pretty devastating loss for the for the Eighth Air Force and the Hundredth Bomb Group. Um, while our heroes are in Africa, they pretty much are shell-shocked to what they've occurred and they just got to fly back mm-hmm. to England. That's pretty much it. There's a lot more to the actual story yeah. in historical context, but they didn't really go into details about that. The only thing they really showed was, uh, uh, Bucky's hat. The fez.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this episode basically bounces around the, you know, them settling in Africa and just kind of like waiting to be picked up and taken back to England. And then they, you also bounce back to our uh, pilots who are on the ground in Belgium, avoiding uh, capture, working with the Belgian res- resistance.
0: Yeah, actually, they weren't pilots. They were just bombing crew.
1: Yeah, well, so, crew members of, yeah, the pilots, one, one of one of
0: the bombers. It was um, Lieutenant. Uh, oh, yeah, the guy that was killed. Yeah, the guy him. killed last episode. It was his bombing crew uh, with uh, Babyface and the and the Ball Gunner getting stuck in there, and then
1: yeah. one of the
0: characters being feeling guilty that he left his friend to die, but he, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Uh, but it was I, I wished. It, yeah, they get they travel through the the Belgian resistance to help them get through France, and then uh, and then eventually Spain, a neutral country at the time, uh, to finally get these these crew members back to england Mm -hmm. the character there that 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 young lady uh, is a real person who actually let hundreds escorted hundreds of members through occupied france yep Uh, i i just the life of me can't remember her name uh but that's pretty much the the b plot of the story is is our uh two bombing crew members going through through France and going through occupied France, but they didn't really do much with that. They just kind of just showed it. And that was it. Um, our a plot was back with our pilots back home and well back in England. They, uh, they are basically celebrating one pilots, uh, 25th mission at the time in 1943. (laughs) If you did 25 missions, that's it. You're, you're done. You go back home, you're rotated home. Um, so they, they celebrated this guy's mission. Uh, we see a couple of replacements come in, to, and they ask uh, they ask the veteran crew members what it is up there. They tell them nothing, just like how they were told. And that's pretty much it. They go on the bombing mission. It goes to shit, and one of our one of our lucky our lucky main characters, Buck, uh, Major Clevin, is shot down, and a lot. With eight other bombing crews, eighty men, and Lieutenant Crosby, the navigator, is his status is unknown. So, yeah, that that was pretty much the episode. We didn't even get to see Buck get shot down. No, we just they we,
1: we they want to leave it up as that they want they want you to think that he's dead. But the problem is, this is based on a true story, and ninety percent of the people out there probably did their pre research and see that. Buck is very well still alive.
0: I I mean, (laughs) alive in the show. Yes. uh, Major Clevin is.
1: uh, He is passed. He is passed. But uh, but I'm but obviously he he helped write the book Masters of the Air. Uh,
0: probably I didn't read Masters of the Air not yet. But Um, it just (laughs) the structure
1: of this episode was probably the worst way they could have done it they they wanted to cram in a bunch of plot points into one one one-hour episode and it was the complete wrong way to do it and i don't know there's not really much uh, really there's really not that much to really go into about this episode just because it bounces around everywhere and really none of it at least especially for the a-plot guys nothing that really happened was really that important to the story other than the off-screen deaths and MIA's of the of the of our main characters at the end of the episode,
0: yeah, pretty much. That we don't really see any driving point of the story. Uh, their mission goes on like like it normally does, which is to defeat the Nazis, and and that's pretty much it. We yeah. it is it is I do agree with why they made this discrete uh creative choice to dial back us seeing them in the aircraft we got it was one we had three episodes of them in the set, the B17 go figure the show is based off pilots and their crews in B17s in World War 2 but we needed a a break i guess uh i
1: don't know I we're, mean, four, we're four oh, four episodes in we've got like minute taste of combat and aerial combat stuff like that i know you can't really like make that every episode obviously it's going to get old but
0: i guess i alluded i i I, I, like i said i agree with the choice of it the execution honestly wasn't as good no they we we do get to see a little bit of the home front in england um what some of these bombing raids can do to the populace but honestly it could have been executed a lot better
1: realistically what they could have done with this episode they should have picked one of the plots either plot a or subplot B and just made that the episode. I would pretty much, I would have been rather, I would have rather gone a full episode of the work with the Belgian resistance. Like I thought was going to happen instead of this like weird back and forth thing because of this back and forth thing. We missed out, like, heck, they could have made a full episode just on them making a move back from Africa to England, according to, by the way, we're going to probably reference a lot to the YouTube channel, Real History. Uh, Shout shout out to that YouTube channel. If you guys are enjoying listening to this podcast, I highly recommend you guys go uh, look up Real History. Uh, History Professor breaks down each episode of Masters of the Air, goes in details of, of like, basically everything behind
0: everything they're trying to to depict in the show. I, I glad I glad you watched it. I, I I recommended him the video because it does a little bit more context. It does, and
1: it's but it's crazy to me that you know I get sometimes cutting out moments in history because either it's you just can't really make it exciting to depict it into a show, or it's just useless time filling stuff that they need to cut out completely. Um, but let's talk about the the opening of the sh- uh, opening of the show first. Oh, them the in England? them in Africa? Uh, yeah. So, opening of this episode is them basically all just piled around their planes. They're bombed to pieces. They're not really flyable anymore. They're waiting to be picked up, essentially. Yep. They wouldn't they let you think that they've just been literally sitting on this tarmac for days, literally waiting for a pickup.
0: Yeah, that's honest. In the real time, they had actually moved multiple places. Hmm. The first day, they had which was very interesting when I when I heard about this. When they landed there, they they were just on their own, It was an empty tarmac. Uh, a couple officers from the maintenance team came out to inspect their aircraft and they brought two trucks of Italian prisoners. And what they were described as because of POWs on the Allied side, they were happy to work. They, they're they pretty much, you know they're, they're, their war is over. They're going to sit in a POW camp for the rest of the world, just because of something to do, but they're treated well uh, for the most part in this time in Africa. And they go and happily repair this air, these aircraft, and they fly off to the rest of of Africa. I think they land in Morocco. Mm-hmm. And, and where they're treated, And Casablanca, and in Morocco, they're treated like kings, and that's where uh, not Major Clevin, but Buck, Bucky, who who is a uh, major Egan gets his famous fez, which is in the eighth air forces museum today mm-hmm. with his, with his major insignia, his, his oak leaves. And like, to put perspective of like
1: how their time was the way that was the, uh, the history professor in real history described it was that they got to Morocco and they were staying, they were at a resort. Like yep. it was a beautiful resort. You got palm trees, lights, they're being served very well. And, you know, all in all, we're having a very good time. And this in this episode, they are literally just sitting on the tarmac, waiting for things to be done. Heck, there's even a moment on their first night that they're there that they're getting robbed. They're, get, they're, <laughs> they're getting robbed by the locals, and Buck awakes to this, and the first time and, he said, and this is the only time that Buck drew his sidearm. And in the entire war. Yeah. In the entire war. And it's a, it's a moment that they could really they could have actually depicted into the show. And instead, literally our entire time in Africa was the end of the previous episode for the two seconds around the tarmac. And then another two seconds of them saying some useless
0: dialogue, I can't even freaking remember what they were talking about. It was just I think they were talking about their losses, which is understandable. Uh, and how they were lucky to be alive, I guess. Yeah, but but, but, but those fairy fights that they they did aren't gonna last this is the last one i'm pretty sure they do but their journey takes them around all of europe yeah because they 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 go from all the way through africa then they start flying north towards poland or not uh poland (laughs) portugal fly around portugal to get to england that's a long ass journey yeah and And they, they
1: cut it they cut all of it out and make it into a really like. All right, we're in Africa. Boom, we're back in England, and Buck is sleeping with a with a with a Polish girl.
0: Yep. Oh wait, before the Polish girl, no, uh a bombing crew that we barely. They. I don't even remember this character. He probably was there. Oh, he's on his twenty-fifth mission. Oh yeah, the land. Yeah. Uh, and then then he's Major Egan is on his leave in London. The city gets bombed. Buck, or Buck, yeah, Buck Major Clevin is going on his mission, and an engine is not working. And uh, 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 Jude Law's son, who plays Sergeant, uh, oh, I actually like uh, his character, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, well, Jude Law's son, he goes off and he repairs the engine while they're taxiing to uh, to do their mission, and. S- Sergeant Lemons, is uh, and they get the plane up and running, and then uh, they go cut over to back to Egan, and Egan finds out that Clevins' plane was shot down. Oh, sorry, we also skipped a very
1: uh, kind of a kind of an important part of about the episode. Um, is there have so coming up to this? Josh mentioned it that there's a pilot that's going to go on his twenty fifth mission. For those of you who don't know, back in World War II and the earlier stages of the war, once you've flown 25 missions, you basically have completed your tour and you are then sent home. Um and that was sorry, that was a moment that they were celebrating pre-mission. So everybody's in the officers hall and celebrating. We have everybody just having a good time. It's a big party, you know, yada yada yada. We meet these New group of bomb. This new group of this new crew apparently had replacements that just had come in from training missions in Texas, and apparently they have a reputation for flying in their underwear because they get so hot so hot in the bombers, and they're apparently very also very high reputation for being very good pilots, and Buckar and them are very excited to have them.
0: And the one thing is, they do mention which actually is a callback to episode four. Of band of brothers replacements mm-hmm. they don't really want to get to know them because once they're in the air all bets are off and it's not even guaranteed their survival average mission life is for a pilot is 11 missions before you're shot down and killed mm-hmm. or or killed um, and you're even lucky to get past that and that's when they start to remember your name yeah. And then they start tallying up to twenty five later thirty missions and so on and so forth until the war is over. And, um,
1: for, and for context too, the pilot of this mission, it was his twenty fifth mission, but he was the only one from that original crew that was still alive. The yeah. rest of his crew was killed. His co pilot, no, his gunners, his bomb, ev- all of them were killed.
0: Uh no. No, in his plane, though, no. I think they had about like six guys out of the original ten that were still alive.
1: From what I but understood, he was the only. He was the original. He was the one the original, only, mem- original member. Original re- member
0: of the of his flight group. Yeah. Of his flight group of ten aircraft, a hundred men. Uh, yeah. His one plane was the only one that made it out. That says a little bit more than just the four men killed in his in his aircraft as well. Because once they go off their twenty-five missions, his only—he's the only one left out of his entire bombing group. Everyone else is killed. That's that says—that's that's a little bit of a detail and confusion, as you can see, and had to be more explained. Uh, of his twenty-fifth mission, yeah, he he makes it home, but his bombing group is going back home, just like uh, famous Memphis Bell, mm-hmm. and. That's it. That's pretty much his his war is over. He's going to go do training missions back in the United States. But that's about it. Uh, But it's it was just the pacing of it wasn't really there. No, it was. Wanted if you wanted to do a home front mission or home front story, do a home front story. Don't try to force in a story with the the, uh, Belgian resistance. Which could have been a
1: very, very well stretched out episode if they yeah. focus on Belgian resistance because the Belgian resistance not very well talked about in history. All everybody really talks about is the French resistance, Belch, the Belgian resistance played a huge part in at least saving, uh, sold allied troops, especially the pilots and crews and everything like that. Um, yep.
0: they don't even, the one time we get to finally see them interact with the occupied France, not the Nazis in occupied France, the, uh, they cut it out. He, one of our characters freaks out and tries to escape the train where, where the hell he's going to go. The, the rest of the Belgian resistance helps him because there's more of them on there escorting these guys and tell them, do not ever do that again. But they have no interaction with any other authority, either than this train conductor who asked them for tickets. The, the, like, why would you freak out? And, and this is, this is, that's basically all we get. I hope, it seems like the next episode might talk a little bit more about it but it's not really much
1: i'm i'm worried I'm... I'm worried that the rest of the series is going to be a lot of this back and forth of plot a and plot b
0: yeah like keep I, yeah, that's my worry too because i i understand a subplot and a plot and b plot but you got to focus on one there's there's too much information coming from the a group. That you can't just overlook it. Just to tell us a little bit about the B group. I understand the B group. Which is our, our downed pilots. They do. Uh, one of them does make it out. I don't know about the other. I just don't know 100% of his history. Uh, he does make it out. And they, and they end up using his way of escaping. To set up survival training. For future pilots. But. Go focus on that. Do a whole episode on that. Now. Maybe the next episode is going to be instead of talking about uh, the B plot, they're going to do A, B, and C because Clevin is now a is going to be a prisoner of war. Uh, by assumption, alert.
1: by assumption. I mean it's the only thing that makes sense because guys, guy
0: clearly lives falling out of the plane. No, no. Oh, um, I did a little bit more research. He's going to be a prisoner of war for the rest of the rest of the war. Oh, uh, so uh, spoiler, sorry. Uh, <laughs> go, go look him up. He he's going to be a prisoner of war. So. Are we going to see him now be taken to a prison camp, and that's what we're going to get? And then the B plot is of uh, is our other down crew member making it out of France, and and our A plot is Major Egan doing more bombing missions because he's upset. Is that where we're going to get in the next episode? I, I, I think it... they're doing
1: way too much. Like they're they're tr- they're like, they're building this like it's supposed to be like this multi season like series. This gonna be it's one miniseries, and we're almost halfway into this freaking
0: miniseries. There's only nine episodes that we're gonna get out of this. This is episode four. Yeah. So, our my original uh, my original concerns coming into episode one because it was a little bit like that is now showing up in this episode, and that's my only gripe with this episode is it's just it wasn't written well. Maybe it could have, maybe they could have just focused on one or two plots. Or maybe if they could have gone another episode to make a ten-part miniseries, they could have spent more time on this. I I, I don't understand why they decided to uh, make it combine these episodes together. This should have been two separate episodes.
1: I mean, for the love of God, they didn't even show us the mission that everybody got lost on. Literally, yeah. they all you see is them take off. The impressive shot of the of Le- of lemons fixing the fixing the freaking bomber on the taxiway which is a real b-17 by the way and then you see them take off we fast forward in time everybody's out you know waiting for you know the bombers to come back the bombers are coming out they're starting start counting them in the sky okay 13, 13 okay 13 bombers and that's it they come in they're beat up to hell and then we get the after action reports a lieutenant, Clemens is, gone. Clemens is gone. A lieutenant that was hitting on one of the Red Cross nurses died, and um, Crosby,
0: Crosby's missing.
1: Yeah, Crosby's missing. We know he lives because he re- he wrote a book. Um, yeah, and you know, it's just like I assume that we're probably going to see this battle in the beginning of the next episode. I I can only assume.
0: I well, hope. My- I- I, I don't think so because the very first thing that ha- last thing that happens in this episode is egan telling telling uh his colonel that he's gonna be on the next bombing mission he'll be there uh the next day I will talk I, w- I do want to discuss on how he talked about it over the phone was they they mentioned it like they were mentioning a ball game yeah and I thought that was very interesting and maybe uh, maybe that's uh, how they talked about it because they're trying to keep it in code. Maybe somebody's listening. But they said, how's the lineup? Uh, uh, how many struck out, meaning how many were shut down? And he ended off with said he'll be there for the start of the game the next day, and he's going to lead off, okay. which it's a lot of baseball terms, but it makes a lot of sense if you know baseball or if you just can put two two words together and you can understand that this is this is this major is now telling him, hey, I'm going to be there tomorrow because my friend just got shot down. I mean, my friend's probably dead. he That's all he knows. Well,
1: and what I hate how this kind of like feels, and I hope that I'm not right about it, but it feels like that they are running out of money at least the, the studio was running out of money to freaking make. I mean, episode <laughs> three was really really good. Was really but really it was good. Really expensive, I bet. But like we didn't we didn't we didn't even get a shot of like maybe Bucky of like Buck maybe like waking up in a pile of snow or something like that after being knocked out and like Germans surrounding him or whatnot being captured or whatnot. No, we didn't get any of that. We got left on a, on like it's not even like an exciting cliffhanger. It's just like an annoying cliffhanger because we know the
0: outcome and. Oh, well, I mean, if you didn't look it up, it, it's just a bad cliffhanger because it really is. We it, even in the intro for the show, you see Major Clevin out of prison.
1: You see them getting loaded into a train.
0: Yeah. So it's not like we don't know what's going on. It's just they just executed it poorly, and honestly, that's that's this episode has been. The buildup of our gripes. I, the CG didn't look terrible in this episode, honestly, I mean, for, for once. CGI <laughs> was really, was really the least of my problems. Um, we had, which was one- our, which was our meat complaints in the last three podcasts.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like it, this one was just because at least the story made up for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And this last, this latest episode, there wasn't really too much CGI to really be thrown around, but, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I was just I was really looking forward to like this espionage like this espionage type episode of our guys abating capture in Belgium and making it back to London. Yep.
0: But we couldn't even get that payoff. So now we have another episode of this guy crossing through France and we got we get another episode of our bombing groups going over and doing daylight raids like like it's any other Tuesday. Yeah. It's it should have. I mean, we're gonna keep beating the same bush, but it should have been done one or the other. And honestly, I, I have to give my rating on this episode. If if I have to rate it, this was a this was a solid five. It's I just mediocre. I would have to agree because
1: I would give it a higher rating if I was gripped into like one of the story plots, but I really wasn't like like wanting more or I know I say I want, like I want more like, like once I'm saying like they should have, cause they didn't give us enough to really gri- to grip onto one or one of the other stories. Yeah. It was, a they- pa- it was a back and forth. You had a, you had a love interest introduced for Bucky and then, you, know, you he
0: had a love interest introduced for one of the uh, down pilots we should probably figure out his name the most level. exciting
1: part of this episode was when they're going through the screening process for the Belgian resistance and the Belgian resistance guys are like they're making like they have this moment and where they're sneaked into a cafe that's a front for a escape route for uh, Allied uh, prisoners or Allied troops who are mia and they're Basically asking these guys questions and having them write it on paper, which I assume is their vetting process to figure out whether or not somebody is actually uh, an American or a spy planted by the Germans. And they found a spy amongst these guys and executed him on the spot. And that was probably the most
0: exciting part of this whole episode. And the one thing about that uh, that executed, uh, possibly executed pilot, uh, we don't actually know if he was an American or not. He could have been an American. He could have been a real American pilot. Because mm-hmm. his bombing group was over that area. Mm-hmm. And his plane was possibly shot down. So they could have executed an American because of... Who knows? So it, it's it's just... <laughs> it's just those little nuances that you get to see. But they didn't really delve on it more than they should have. Yeah, And... It's just, it's just like it happened. He's dead. He's gone. And the character that we keep mentioning, who was down on the ground, was Sergeant William Quint. Yes. I just wanted to get it out there because it's driving me nuts that uh, we. <laughs> not remember his name i'm not i'm just not locked into the characters i have
1: no like emotional attachment to any of the characters i the only one i have and i keep blanking on his name too is that freaking navigator from the lead bomber group who went missing also um
0: uh major Crosby lieutenant crosby crosby, I crosby kept, yes i keep i've said his name like like 10 15 times i know and yes and crosby is one of the characters who's missing who actually turns out to be alive because he flies over thirty six missions.
1: Crosby, uh, Crosby and Buck are the two characters I care the most about. I, can't, I if Bucky die, like I, I, if Bucky dies the next episode, honestly, like I'm not gonna really shed a tear. I really don't have that much attachment to him. I'm more or less, I
0: guess, annoyed with Bucky at this point. With uh, Gil Clevin, yeah, oh yeah. Also Major Egan is cool. Major Clevin is, eh.
1: uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not uh, getting. I'm not getting that attachment I get from Band of Brothers or The Pacific. You know, I'm just like, yeah. I like. I'm not. Getting, wanna, I'm, I'm not going to turn around and make like a like. You know, like I'm not going. I don't think there's going to be a moment in this episode where I'm going to quote like any of the characters. Like, I say if I quote, quote Sledge from The Pacific or even George Luz from Band of Brothers.
0: Yeah, and I, that's another point I do want to touch on because I I was discussing this with uh, a friend of mine. And she had mentioned cause she's watching the episode and she questions like, hey, anyone else watching Master of The Year? I said, I was, whatever. And she said, I watched over three episodes well, two and a half, because she was getting to episode three at this point. And she says, I honestly don't give a damn about any of these characters. Is the, like they show these characters, they're kinda there, either they die or they're or they're still alive, they're just kind of background characters to mm and even our two main characters she called them or uh, we'll mentioned them as Elvis and and the other guy uh, she doesn't care like they don't make us care at all they kind of just like threw us in there introduced them and tried to make it like hey these guys are are cool or are, are cool calm collect pilots and they should just you know you should just like them right away and there's nothing that makes us like them there's nothing that makes them like them like uh, um like lieutenant winners and our uh, major winners and uh, uh and his friend <laughs> Nixon, his name, Nixon, Lewis Nixon, and or make us and uh, like them like Lecky or Sledge mm-hmm. in the Pacific because it's just like hey they're there they're, and then they're not there. and then they're not there like Lieutenant Curtis Biddick or, who's Barry Keegan's character in episode uh, episodes one through three we get to interact with him a little but by episode three he's dead yeah which is is understandable that's supposed to be that shocker Mm -hmm. moment Biddick died yeah
1: because but i think the biggest biggest mistake that this show has done so far is that they did not give us a moment to where we can really attach with the characters we were mainly we're mainly clevin
0: clevin was supposed to be that character and clevin was supposed to be that shock hey clevin's plane went down we have been with clevin since the U S mm-hmm. he flew into uh, Greenland. He flew into, into uh, Africa. We've been in his plane the entire time and they just basically kill him off screen. How, how would that make us? I, I would I'd have rather seen him bailing out of his aircraft, like a quick aircraft scene or whatever. And that would have made me feel more attached or deep, then i was detached when i said oh clevin's plane went down okay um egan sad okay so how am i the audience supposed to feel this happened now i'm just gonna go look up what happened to clevin yeah instead of hey let me wait for the next week's episode to find out what happened to clevin
1: like i i get that like you can't really use the same formula of of like Combat and camaraderie and brotherhood, like you could in Bandit Brothers Arms in Pacific, because in Bandit Brothers in P- the Pacific, you also get to create the the struggle that they have to live with in the day to day life, because they're consistently on the battlefield, in the mud, in the snow, and just in the elements, miserable twenty four seven, every second of the day, waiting for combat, waiting for something to happen. Masters, there you can't really create that that much because you have this dynamic of they go up for a mission, they come back. Drink a few beers, party up a little bit, meet the Red Cross nurses, get to sleep around with the with the locals, and then go back to their mission. Yeah, I mean, so it is a tough dynamic to kind of kind of you know make the customer or make the make the make the viewers engaged with it when you just
0: don't see the struggle, and that's the thing. I don't see the struggle. Nope, and it's not their lack of trying either. Like one of our new pilots, who I honestly don't even know his name. It gets, uh, gets connected with, I think her name is Louise mm-hmm. for, for one of the Red Cross, uh, members. Oh, uh, no, Helen. Helen. Okay. So yeah, Helen. <laughs> she, wasn't, uh, wasn't
1: a real character. Wasn't by way, not a real person, but a basically a culmination, composite character, yeah. a, a composite character, a culmination of, of what a Red Cross nurse meant to the pilots.
0: Yeah. So. He tells her, hey, last pretty face, I'm going to see, blah, 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 whatever. We saw that in episode one. We saw it in episode two. We saw it, but I don't think we saw it in three. But we saw it in this character four. He's just a new guy, fresh out of training. He goes up, does the mission. They come back. They let her know that he is playing was shot down. He's most likely dead. And it's supposed to be that moment where she's like, oh i grew attached to him whatever but it's like for her it's like hey i've been here for so long it's it's nothing It just, just it doesn't faze me just another pretty boy that
1: wanted me to fall in love with
0: yeah and nothing against her character it's just they used to it it's she's not she's so disinterested yeah and she tried to feel a little bit sad to try to make her character feel sad but okay well whatever she it's not like there's going to be another pilot that does it. It's There's no breakdown from, from her from losing this guy, which you could take that one way or the other. But that's just basically how we feel for every character we meet. Mm-hmm. And even when we had replacements in Band of Brothers, we were given the time with them. Like James McAvoy's character in Band of Brothers, who I don't even know his name, but he gets shot in the head. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I haven't even seen Band of Brothers in... A year and a half, or in in the Pacific, you get a replacement who was drafted and gets another replacement killed. Yeah. So it's it's or like
1: you, or 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 the kind of like the first replacement character in Banner Brothers was second episode Hall, who was, oh yeah like, he wasn't a replacement but was somebody who basically. Left his company to join Easy Company, and Easy Company was berating him about it.
0: And you know he well, fun- he didn't he didn't leave his company at first. He, he it was all the misdrops, Yeah, but he left his company after he fa- they found his company. Yeah, and to help them on the assault and break Manor. manner. It's but regardless. Just- you i know hall because hall had a
1: little he, he had a in this one episode you could even write there was a subplot for hall to basically earn the respect of easing company and he earned the respect for easing company and then we we're like we're we're cheering for him rooting for him and then boom he's killed
0: radio op first battalion alpha company yeah uh, i i might have gone that wrong it's been a while but it's it's that type of writing that was good in Band of Brothers made in 2001 compared to this Masters of the Air, which they had five years of time of writing and producing this ep- the show, and they still couldn't do it right. So, in my opinion. So
1: going forward for us this episode, here's why I want these last five episodes to be like. I am done with the bomber runs. I'm done. I'm they're, they're a bombing crew. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with all of them. Get just I want to watch now from here on out, I want to see the struggles of of our Sergeant Wilder trying to escape back to oh, London Sergeant
0: William Quinn. <laughs> yeah, Sergeant
1: Quinn, sorry. Sergeant Quinn escaping back to London, London, and I want to see um freaking Buck struggling in a POW camp. I am done with the bomber, the bombing crews, because at this point, I, there's everybody that we've been introduced to are gone or captured, and I could care less about Bucky.
0: I mean, I would, I would want to see more of the of the ground crew, because Ken Lemon's is is an interesting character. Yeah, played by Ralph Law, Jude Lawson. Yeah. Um, I. I'm on the opposite. I do want to see more what happens with Bucky, because that will actually give us, because he doesn't get shot down to, to my knowledge, that gives us at least some of the thing we're here to watch them in the air. Uh, I want to see a little bit of the of the prison camp. Maybe they can go delve in it, and I hopefully they do nothing with episode five. They keep us in the dark. Of what happens to Clevin, even though we know what happens to Clevin, right? And just leave it for episode six or seven. Give us that. Hey, he's gone. Just deal with it. Finish the B plot that should have finished in this episode for the for him escaping uh, Sergeant Quinn. Right. Let us see a little bit of the air, just not too much. Where we're we're stuck in the bomber getting shot at. We've already had that shock factor. Mm-hmm. Just. Do it like it's every other Tuesday for them, because at this point for for us the audience, it is every other Tuesday, every other Friday when this comes out, uh, for us to see them do the missions. Yes, it's shocking, but now you can start building on characters because already we already know they're going to introduce to the Tuskegee Airmen to these bombing missions.
1: Oh, that's right, they are. Crap, very. So we have more air missions to come.
0: Yeah. Oh, the whole fucking show is about. But just we're gonna get more flight time Just allow us to breathe a little more on the ground Because you can do a little bit in the air for each episode. That's fine We will we can adjust to that because hey, we can still get that shock factor or Them having another completed mission. Here's another completed mission. We'll just hear the list of numbers of planes going down that is more griping to me as an audience member, hearing the numbers of pilots going, of pilots and crew members going down. Eight ships went down. Eighty men go down. That's more impactful than saying Clevins' plane was the only one that went down. Or, because that's what they did. They said eight planes. Clevins' plane was one of them. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, we don't care about these characters anymore. It sucks to say that because a lot of these were real people. Uh, just let us with it now because now you're gonna either lose the audience or you're just gonna you know just keep us in keep us in the dark so we can actually know what's going on or show us what's going on so we so we're not in the dark you can't go one way or the other because the whole time you're showing us what's happens and then you stop showing us what happens in this episode like what the hell so it's it's back and forth Maybe maybe we'll stay more on the ground this next episode, but I already know we're going in the air because Egan said he's said so. Yeah, and in the in the preview for the next episode, we already know, so it's it's not a shock. Yeah,
1: so, so yeah, if I already give my now my rating to, I would also rate this about a five as well. Um, yeah, and we're not the only ones that think that this is a low rated episode too. Um, this is now. Actually, I haven't looked to see. This might be the lowest rated episode of the three miniseries, meaning Banner Brothers and the Pacific and Masters of the Air, but it's now rated at a 7.7. 7. This 7.7 7 rating will probably be the nail in the coffin that keeps the Masters of the Air actually hitting a nine, above a 9 on the IMDb score, which both, both Banner Brothers and the Pacific respectively hold high 9s. Well, I think The Pacific is like a 9.1 and Banner is I think it's like a 9.6.
0: Yeah, this one's 7.9 right now. Yeah. So it's it, the show's not a terrible show, but it, we have no connection with the characters. We don't care about what they're doing. It's now now as we're going through this as as we were excited on the first time we we watched this and talked about it. To be fair, it's more of just like Hey, I'm just watching this now because I already started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully they turn it around. I'm I'm giving out hope, but this this was just the
1: let's just this was just a okay. mediocre episode.
0: Let's actually now I
1: want to do a comparison of because I think Band of Brothers, Band of Brothers. I think episode four was either it was replacements. Was it replacements?
0: Yeah, replacements and then uh, episode 4 for the pacific was i think uh, pavavu or when it's raining a lot because the when they're in that rainy island and the guy shoots himself. Oh yeah, so yeah. You're right.
1: Episode 4 was replacements, which was a fantastic episode which was also the follow up to episode 3 of Carantan, which was a fantastic episode. Um
0: and then you said, "What was episode four for the Pacific?" When they're on the island, that's always raining. Oh yeah, when they're like having no combat as much, little to no combat. So, but we're then, we're watching struggle happen. Yeah, these guys are these guys are dealing with the jungle is their enemy in episode four. I oh, know, not I'm... dealing with many replacements, but they're dealing with the jungle, um, and and Lecky's losing his mind, and then he ends up going to the navy hospital. And then he ends up wanting to get out of the Navy hospital to lead up to the next episode of Paleolith. So.
1: Hmm. Actually, no, I I forgot actually Ron. Actually, no. I was mistaking the Rotten Tomatoes score for the Pacific. IMDb actually torched the Pacific. Yeah, IMDb
0: always does. So, yeah. Uh, I, I don't care about IMDb scores. Rotten Tomatoes is by the people. And rotten tomatoes right now is 86% for Matches of the Air.
1: Is that audience score or is that the is that the um <laughs> that,
0: that's that's the, the tomato meter. <laughs> you want to audience score is 69%. Ooh. Oh no. <laughs> oh that is horrible.
1: That is absolutely horrible.
0: Yeah. Um oh my gosh. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes for the Pacific which most people say was a far less superior show compared to Band of Brothers was 89% and Band of Brothers was uh a 96. Yeah. So this is uh this is not doing so well. Um if you want to know the tomato meter 97% for Band of Brothers, 91 for the Pacific and eighty six for Masters of the Air. Those are the critics of the show.
1: I didn't even know this. So, was, I didn't even realize that Steven Spielberg's son is in this. Sh- is in this show. He is. Yeah, his name is Sawyer Spielberg. He plays Roy Frank Clayton or Clater.
0: Okay. Uh, who cares? <laughs> uh, this whole this whole podcast has just been a. This show, this episode fucking sucked.
1: Now we've been fair to the last few episodes, so so you should take this as like a like we've been we've been treating this, this show fairly. We haven't been like looking for the episode to flop, but this episode just flopped.
0: Yeah, and now we're actually introspecting, looking at the other three episodes, and after I was pointed out that pretty much good point by a friend. By that close friend, I'm all like, yeah, I haven't given a damn about these characters at all. And I still don't give a damn about these characters.
1: I really don't. They're all dead pretty much, or MIA. They're all taken out of the fight pretty much
0: at this point. And they're so boring. (laughs) They're just just boring. Clevin, uh, uh, who's played uh, fantastically by uh, Austin Butler i was just like I, i'm giving him, i gave him the benefit of the doubt he was he does a okay job he's a good actor i just don't care about his character
1: <laughs> the only <laughs> the only character that i care about just because he was like that weak puppy who had a freaking like redemption was uh was freaking crosby
0: yeah, Crosby or uh, or Ken Lemons. Yeah, Ken Lemons is the other guy I care about because that's Jude Law's son. Yeah. Other than that, I don't care about any of the other characters. It's just it's just that bad. Like, come on, like we're, we're just feeling dead air right now. But seriously, we just this is this is how we honestly felt about this episode. We've I rewatched it again today, and I felt little to no interest in watching this episode two times i'll be i'll
1: be honest there was a couple times where i was just like looking at my phone going through TikTok, while this episode was on yeah i i I
0: don't know yeah this this was uh, this this was uh this was one this is a doozy uh uh, masters of the year episode four everybody uh you have any final comments i think
1: I, i i think i've spoken my piece on this one
0: well if we're gonna have to name this because i have been doing this for every single episode uh, let's let's name this one "Masters of the Air." Like, question mark. With the question mark. Yeah. Uh, because it was uh, it wasn't nice compared to the uh, audience score, which is sixty nine percent at Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Is that for the episode score, or just the show in general? Show in general. That's just the show in yeah. general.
0: Uh, I don't I don't know if they have done episode by episode of Rotten Tomatoes. I wonder if I can, but uh this was uh <laughs> this was wow this was like heard an episode list a few details Let's see if there's anything now there's nothing on rotten tomatoes for episode four
1: yet which by the way there is a comparison you can draw to the show in terms of how you probably should execu- execute a bomber fleet in the modern era too as a tv show and it's george clune's catch-22
0: yeah, Cash Twenty Two is amazing. I love Cash Twenty <laughs> Two, but yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, Masters of the Air, everybody. Episode four, part four, whatever. Um, you can watch it. You can skip it. Honestly, you're not missing much.
1: Realistically, if there was, if this was like an anime style of like what show, what episodes you need to watch, this would be written as in, as a filler episode. You don't need to watch this episode.
0: Yeah, watch it or not, honestly, it it doesn't freaking matter. This episode sucked. Mm.
1: But anyway, thank you guys for uh, tuning in and listening in on this uh, discussion of this episode. Uh, Again, huge shout out to uh, YouTube channel Real History and The History Professor. Uh, If you guys want to, again, I really encourage it because it does give give a lot more depth on the episode and fills in a lot of those question marks of like what exactly happened. Please go check out that YouTube channel. They do fantastic breakdowns over there. Um, and we're not affiliated with them at all. We don't have a sponsorship from them or anything like that. We've just been using them as a as a great incredible credible
0: I'm a big fan. I've been subscribed to them for, for years now.
1: So, yeah. Oh. Again, guys, thank you so much, and uh, you guys have a great one. We'll see you next week with uh, Episode 5. Uh, we'll be on
0: time this time.
1: We promise. We, we promise. No, sport, sports are over now, so.
0: Well, for you.
1: Yeah. All right. Thank you.